do you have dreams? You know I do, and I work on my dreams all the time, make them realities. My guest has the energy and has a book out that's going to help you take your dreams and make them your reality. So stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. There we go. I like it. That's right. Welcome to Black Welcome to Black Hollywood Live, of course. Breaking into, I'm your host, James Lott Jr. And I have a great guest for you today because I'm excited because I just finished reading his book and I just, I see a lot of similarities between me and him and how we view the world and how we view making your dreams into realities. I say it all the time. First, I'd like to tell him congratulations on your recent graduation. Thank you. Thank that's, you, That's James. a great accomplishment. He's an electrical engineer and recently got his MBA from Roddy School of Management, UCSD. Um, he's worked for big companies. He's done so many speaking engagements. I saw some of his videos on YouTube. Great, stuff, great energy, great stuff. Thank you. Um, he competed. Okay, this is something that I was like, I never knew this before. But he competed with thirty-five teams and wanted to be a part of UCSD Business School Incubator, which does speaking, professional speaking engagements, right? Yes, and it, it helps students with their businesses. And you're also a three-time gold medalist and world-class athlete too. Yeah. Like, you just, you, just, you just do it all, right? <laughs> His book is called Wasim the Dream, The Relentless Pursuit of Turning a Dream into Reality. I mean, this is a good book. and gives you actual tips. I'm so happy. Wasim Hajiri, how are you? I'm great. How See, are you? They're, they're, they're clapping for you. Oh, speak close to the mics because we want to make sure we hear you. Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, congratulations on your graduation. Thank you. That must have felt really good. Does it feel good? Yeah, it's it's been a long journey. And, you know, now it feels... It's a great celebration to yes. end it and now yes. start a new chapter. You know, you're always moving into the next big thing, setting new goals. And this was one of the big ones. Well, I mean, congratulations on the book. I mean, you did. A, I mean, I'm an author, too. You did a book. And this is like you gave <laughs> birth you. to a book. <laughs> yeah. Thank and that's you. amazing. That's thank really you good. Much. Uh, well, we're going to get to why you wrote the book and everything. But first, you and in this book, you talk about part of your life. Yeah. You actually revealed... Uh, things like breakups and things like that, and how, but also how it fueled you to the next steps. <clears throat> like you just said a second ago, you had different steps. Yes. Um, was there always, do you always want to write a book? You think you always kind of think you had a book, or did it come to you like recently, like I should write a book? Honestly, like I, I didn't even have have an idea about a book. It, it was kind of all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it, started, it started way back uh, at the end of 2015. Okay. So I was always listening to big motivational speakers, oh, yes. Tony Robbins, oh, yes. you probably know him, yes. uh, Les Brown, oh, he's Brown, one of yes. my favorites, and Eric Thomas. Oh, yeah. So I took notes and I learned you know, all of these motivational tapes, yeah. audio tapes, took notes, took notes, took notes. And um, then at the end of 2015, um, I started writing. I started writing di- just different segments, different chapters. And then, unfortunately, my father passed away. So that's when I got the idea, I'm going to turn all of this into a book to leave, to move his legacy on to other people. Mm, To everything that he taught me since I was a little kid, I said that I want to move it on and, you know, for my kids, for future generations in order to inspire them and teach Teach them what he taught me, and that's how. Well, happy started. Father's Day for fathers out there. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Your father. happy that's, Father's yes, that's, Day. that's a that's a great thing. Um, that's a great legacy and a great kind of tribute to him. Thank you. To him. That's like, I'm a father, so I understand. I totally understand that. I like, I like that. 
Um, you're from Jordan? Yes. You had, you had a, thinking, it's not even just like a long mental journey. You had a long <laughs> geographical journey here, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the amazing. journey was um, 24 hours total, including 18, 19 hours of flying. So it's really fun. <laughs> I have to ask you. Okay, I have to ask you. So yeah. what do you do on these flights? Do you sleep at all? You take three sleeping pills and you, you knock out. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, the longest flight I've been on was 12 hours. And I took a sleeping pill. I was like, not everybody. Yeah. That is hilarious. I'm like, those are some long flights. Exactly. Um, now, what is one of the things about education, now that you've graduated, that you feel is so important, that you, that you take away from getting your education? What is one thing you take away from it? Uh, going back to the Jordanian culture, they really, really value and they push for education. Okay. You know, parents normally, um, they, they, they really push the student, like their kids, to go to school, normal school, then go to college. And most probably, they want them to complete their master's as well. Okay. Wow. That's the, the part of the norm over yeah. there, the culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in entrepreneurship, of course. But, you know, sometimes when you're 18... It's a little bit hard to get a, an exact direction yeah. of where you want to go in your life. Yeah. So school starts that process. Yes. Maybe you want to finish school. That's fine. Maybe you want to op- open your own business. But um, I'm really grateful for my parents that since a young age, of course, I learned English since I was So you did. So you did both. You learned both. You learned two languages at the same time? Yeah. Good. Exactly. Good. And like they it. made sure I learned English since I was a kid and I watched <laughs> Comedy Central and all of these. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Cartoon Network oh, when hey. I was younger. Yeah, that makes sense. To, to catch the language at an early age. That's so funny. Okay, yeah. yes. I know, I've, I've had friends who watch soap operas, American soap <laughs> operas. They learn all like, they're like the first words they were were like, bitch. I'm like, That's the first thing you were? <laughs> That's your first American word was bitch. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, but they watch, you watch, that's the funny thing, you watch some of our common things that have that saved all these words yeah. so you can learn them in a fun way. In a fun way. And you catch on. You catch on off the jokes, how to joke, you know, because different cultures have different jokes. Yes. You learn how the American uh, lifestyle is through shows. Yeah. You're thousands of miles away. Yeah. That's the power of TV, power of music. Yeah. Who are some of the music artists you like? Do you like, do you like any American or, or European artists? Did you like any of them? Uh Back in the days, yes. the biggest artist, even in the Middle East, Jordan, uh, 50 Cent. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah Eminem. That. Okay. Eminem. Um, these were two of the biggest. And then, of course, there's you know uh, the pop singers okay. and old classic songs, yeah. uh, metal. All, and, um, but mostly, I used to listen, whatever is good, I like music That's in me. general. That's me too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sounds good. And then mostly I started now listening to the motivational audio tapes, oh, plus yeah. music, of yeah, course. Yeah, but yeah. it's always good to learn you th- and you, with audiobooks. You can just plug it in your yes, car you yes, you and can. learn great things. Yes. It's a, the audio stuff is really, it's, it's really big again right now. It's completely, people are listening, listening. They're listening. It's a, it's a great thing. I do podcasts. They listen. They love these things. Yeah. Your book is so good. Thank you. And I was and I was because I was going through it and it, and it's and it's and it's it's really is a step to step guide, but it has like part of your life in here too. Were you nervous putting any part of your putting your life in here? <laughs> yes, like to break up with Nina. <laughs> I mean, Nina's in here several times, and I just, I just she knows she's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> she she does. Yes. Um, it was hard, honestly, to to be to show vulnerability. Yeah, because men were taught not to. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And the hardest 
part is to put yourself out there. Yes. But why I did it is to show, you know, the real stories of what's going on. The negative things, the failures, yes. what you have to go through, because it's mo- it's the most powerful lessons that you learn from the hard situations, like the True. breakup with Nina. Yeah, you know, I I was basically in love with this girl. I know, I was falling in love. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> I felt bad for you for five years. I know, and I didn't say anything, <laughs> uh, and then I regretted that for a long yeah. time, and then that that's the lesson learned that. You have feelings, speak up, do not keep them in. <laughs> and yes. in that story, you learn what happens when yes. you do. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not so, that really is really true, that when you, when you censor yourself or hold back your true self, it's, it's, that's not good for you or anybody else. Yeah. That's being detrimental to yourself and to people out there who don't get to see the real you or hear the real you. Exactly. And um, I met... Actually, one of my mentors a while back, three years ago, yeah. I was talking to her. She's uh, she she has a business. She has a life coaching business, okay. and I was ta- we were talking about vulnerability. Yeah. So, kind of in in many cultures, vulnerability shows they think people think it's a weakness. Right. But nope. I so I told her that, and you know, this was what I thought. Yeah. And she told me it's actually no. When you show vulnerability, it's very very powerful. People can relate to you more. It's yes. it's more real, and they yes. learn. You know, they they see what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we all try to have a very positive mindset, positive attitude, but you you need to see the other the the other things in order to to learn from that. Other I agree with that completely. Side. I tell people all the time. I've gotten as I've gotten older. Actually, having kids, having daughters, yeah, made me forced to be vulnerable. Because women, they, they come from that place already. So they, they, they made me look at myself as girls coming to me. They wanted their daddies of feelings. Yeah. It, it really helped me out. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten just more and more vulnerable. And showing it to my fans, my followers, the public. Because it is. It shows that you're relatable, that you're authentic. And that you can actually, you know what you're talking about. Like when, when you say something, you go, well, I have this experience I can tell you about. Yeah. I followed her for five years, and like, uh, you, can, you have an experience that all these other guys are going. I've been there too. Yeah, I've done that. I, oh my, I did the same thing, you know. And so they can go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this guy because at least he's not some guy who's like everything was perfect and nothing was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and just follow me because everything's perfect, but everything's not perfect, right? Uh, yeah, I wish it was, oh, but, too, it's but it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, it's not. Um, yeah. Now, okay, so uh, there's some things I want to talk about specifically in the book. So there's. There's like five things especially I want to talk about. So one, I love this because I, I believe this completely. Set and commit to any goal regardless of the consequences. I like that. Can you explain that a little more? <clears throat> Double underline under consequences. Yes. Now, I think we all have an idea about different goals. There's different consequences. Let me try, let me try uh, start with a, with a small example. Please, please do. Now, if you have this big dream, you, th- you see yourself, for example, as a motivational speaker standing in, in front of crowds and sharing your message. You go to your friend. You tell him, I want to be a motivational speaker. He's not going to understand it because it's not his vision. He might be supportive, but he, it's going to be hard for some people to understand your vision, your goal. And when you... <clears throat> Excuse me. When you start announcing it more and more, some people are going to start telling you it's not possible. 
It's never going to happen. Are you, are you nuts? What's, go- what's wrong with you, James? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by consequences. Now, that's on a smaller level. The bigger the goal is, the harder the consequences are going to be. So when I wanted, for example, to, uh, to work at Qualcomm, that was one of my first major goals when I moved from Jordan okay. to the U.S. Okay. I was a fresh engineering graduate. Yeah. And I had this goal that I wanted to start at this tech company because it has a lot of un- opportunities for engineers. Right. I started talking to people. Okay. I, wanted to, I want this job at Qualcomm. You know, I'm, I'm starting to apply. I heard everything you can I'm sure, imagine. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Even from some family and friends, you yes. know, it's, and I was right. surprised. I'm like, no, I mean, it's going to happen. Right. You don't have enough experience. Right. What are you talking about? You know, you're going to fail. You're going to go back home to Jordan. Don't even think about it. Yes. On and on and on. Right. But then I decided to commit to it no matter what happens. So I phased all of that out. And stuck to one thing. I believed that it was going to happen and worked accordingly. So stop there for a second. Because it's also one thing you talk about, too, number four. Fiercely stand, stand your goal around when naysayers appear. <laughs> yes. That's hard. Because <laughs> I built my little empire the last 10 years. And there people, were thought, people thought I was crazy. I left a job. that was, I was making $100,000 a year. I tell the story all the wow. time. And I had benefits. I was flying over the country. I learned high on the hog. But I wasn't happy. It was not my field. I was not happy. It was not my passion. I cut it out. I'm doing way better now in my life. I love it. I'm making some money. I'm taking care of it. But people are just like, what are you doing? You want to have your own telecommunications company? What are you talking about? You want to do this? Like People talk. They do. They, they tell you. And they think they're talking to you like, I want to help you. I'm trying yeah. to help you not you know, so you don't fail. So how do you block that? How did you block them out? Was you made a great point. Exactly. And uh like Gary V mentioned the same point. He said, I was 99.5% happy. There was that half percent, so he changed his whole life. So going back to that, um, you you said you were at a job Mm -hmm. and you you had your safety, you had Mm -hmm. your income, Mm -hmm. but you wanted more. Mm -hmm. For example, what you wanted to be more passionate about, you wanted a job that you're passionate about. And that's exactly where, where I was. Um, I picked things that I wanted, that I was passionate about, and then people came. I understood this more, this concept. Why were people saying the, these things from Tony Robbins? He said that people do not mean to hurt you. Right. It's not about that. But it's actually because you're moving on in your life, they might be afraid to lose you as a friend. It's not that people are mean or anything. That, right. It's just something natural, you know. So when you are pursuing that goal, there's a lot of people who are going to come. You can gently, you know, phase them out. Yes. And just don't listen to them and go to people who tell you, you can do this. James, you can build an, a telecommunications empire. You can be and do whatever you want to do. So that's what I started looking for. I started looking for coaches, mentors, guides, went online on Google, started listening oh, wow. to YouTube, you know, learning how, for example, to get your dream job um, Listening to people who already did it, people who were successful, slowly that built up. So you, what basically the whole, the main takeaway is you phase out these people and you go to the people who can help you. And people who are successful, they love helping. Yeah, they do. They love helping. You'd be surprised. Yeah, Yeah, they do. And so when you got that job at Qualcomm. Yeah. 
Did you like smile from ear to ear? <laughs> Take that, everybody! I got it. Yeah, I, I really, I really did. But it was deeper for me when I f- called my father. Oh, yeah, okay. And I told him, yeah, I got it. Yeah. He believed in me and my mother, okay. both of them, my mother and father, yeah. really believed that I was gonna. And the happiest moment for me was yeah. when I called them or saw them. Yeah, I did it. I think my son did it. And the, the, what they said to me that was worth all of the struggles, yeah. all of the hard situ- all of the people that I had to deal with, all of the negativity, all of that. It was just that one moment, yeah. which goes back to the purpose, you know, of why I did all of this was to make them proud. Oh, I like this. I like that. Yeah. That's, and that's, you know, that's something that, you know, uh, we, we just kind of lose that in society sometimes because we're all part of the village and the village, you know, <laughs> you know, it's there for each other. And you're, you want to make the village proud of what you're doing. You're doing something that's affecting change in the world. That's why I do this. I want to affect change in the world. If yeah. I can do it through an interview or something I produce or whatever, that's what I want to do. And I was tired of just pushing papers for somebody else. It wasn't wasn't feeding me spiritually, emotionally or even just like job wise. It, was, it wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah, and from your energy, the second that I met you, you're obviously really passionate about this is a beautiful studio. Yeah. You're passionate about, you're happy. Yeah. You know, you're smiling, you're doing your thing, and that's why you need to follow your own goals, your yeah. own dreams. But like I said, you got, it's, it's, the, it's the, oh, some naysayers. <laughs> um, and I'll talk about that in a second, but you also mentioned one of the things is embrace new tactics and learn from the best mentors. I love that one especially because you have to be adaptable. Yes. Because we don't know everything. So we're on our path. We think we know something, but then something comes up that's introduced to us. That may be the best way to go that way. And still take it to your goal, but that may be me to try that for a while <laughs> to get there, right? You, yes. get you can't be just everything's in stone and that's it, right? Let me tell you a story about adaptability. Yeah, and me. this is in the book as yeah. well. This was at my engineering graduation project. Oh, okay. Me and my friend, he was my partner. We prepared day and night. We were ready to go. <laughs> so we go to the final seminar where you have to present to professors. Everything is good. Yeah. This was the last second of it. So we were about to start, and the professor says, stop, stop, stop. Everyone stop. I was like, what? What happened? He says, we usually present in Arabic, you know. Sometimes it's in English. Sometimes it's in Arabic. But usually the final pitch, the final presentation is in Arabic. And we, we practiced for a month <laughs> in Arabic. Okay. He holds the presentation, uh, the documentation, and he says, you know, the English here is very strong. You guys did a great job. Don't do the presentation in Arabic. Do it in English. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we had 15 seconds or maybe 30 seconds mm-hmm. to change the whole 15-minute right. presentation into English. English from Arabic to English. James, I don't know how it worked. <laughs> we just decided to wing it. Yeah. And my friend started presenting. He actually started freaking out. Oops. And then, because I heard him present so many times, yeah. I started to present. I even had a joke in Arabic. Somehow it worked out in English. <laughs> that doesn't usually happen, usually. He doesn't, tra- he doesn't translate jokes, though. So, it, it was crazy. Yeah. And what I learned from, from that situation was adaptability. Yeah. And... Um, what makes you what makes you successful to adapt is preparation. When you're prepared, you know, just like we were prepared, 
when the changes come at that last second, you'll be ready to uh, you'll be ready to adapt, you know, and to succeed. And most situations are not going to be just like you right, need them. Right, you know, right. things change all the time. People oh, yeah. might change. They do. Yeah, so you ha- you hear these stories all the time. Well, for me, I got a television by accident, so I kind of fell into it. I was <laughs> I was like a radio person. I had a show. I wanted to I wanted to be a speaker. That was my goal. This came in, so now I'm doing this, and now I'm a speaker. Like it, it got me to where I want to go. Yeah, but like I didn't. I was like, sure, I'll do something on TV. Why not? You know. And then now I'm here. Did this show two and a half years later. But like I, I like that. You have to be kind of adaptable to kind of there are things that are going to enter your life. May at first may go, I don't know, but they may be actually right for you now. Yeah. And you'll still get to where you're going probably, but maybe a better way to get there or a faster way or a more a way where you learn more stuff before you get there. That's how, that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. Kind of like a lesson for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're, they're all, everything, everything's lessons, obviously. Your book talks about everything's lessons, of course. Um, one of the things I want to ask you, the mentor thing. So you said you kind of went online, looked around, because... For you, when you heard somebody speak, how'd you choose them to be kind of like a mentor for you? Did it, did it make you feel something inside? Like, how, how did you choose your mentors? First, first, first key point that I learned from okay. looking for mentors is that you have to connect with the person. For example, there are how many motivational, top motivational yeah, speakers? Well, Let's say five, for example. Okay. I personally connect with Tony Robbins. Okay. I like the other guys, but I have some kind of connection. So that's why I go to his seminars, listen to him, read his books, his audios, and all of that. So I started looking for people that I can connect with. That's number one. Number two is that, are they living what they preach? Yes, thank you. Hello, yes. That's a big one because you have to be careful. You know, For example, there's a lot of life coaches, Mm -hmm. but the life coach might not be real doing <laughs> yeah, so at least some tea yes <laughs> doing really that much better you you might be doing even better than the life coach right, right. so see like is this person achieving that the results that you need that's number 2 and finally does it make sense according to you your lifestyle your values does it does it tick it has to tick with you because yeah. You can listen to a lot of mentors, but does it make sense to you? And then, okay, you listen, you adapt it into your own life. You're not going to follow a step-by-step right. of exactly what they do. Oh, yeah, right. It needs to make sense to you, to you, James. Right. That's a three takeaway. So you have to basically kind of, when, you, when you, you find somebody who's a mentor and you listen to them, extract what you can use that, that feels good to you. Exactly. That makes sense. Now, a question, I do have a question for you, and that is... Number, the last of the five things we're talking about, oh, there's two things. Boldly announce your intentions to the world and be relentless. And you were talking about that a little bit earlier. My question to you is, in the, in the age of people stealing ideas and stuff, how is there a line of how much you should share? Share you, information, you mean? So is it, is, well, is it, that's a good question. Is it, does it go more about you share your intention? I want a TV show. I want to create one. But you keep. But do you share what kind of TV show it is, or like, do you, or is it more about just sharing that I want to be, I want to have a successful TV show, I want to work towards that on a network, get picked up, and that's it, kind of. Or do you, you know, what do you so, think? Let me give you an example Please. about that point. It's a little bit different than information. Okay. Going back to the Qualcomm story. Okay. Yes. When I first started, when I decided that I want to get a job there, what I did was I put a nice suit on printed out my resumes. This was the first month of starting this journey. 
I went, I got in my rental car, went to the company. No appointments, nothing. Oh my goodness. Somehow I went to the front office and I met the person there. I told them, here's my resume. My name is Wasim. I'm from Jordan. I want an engineering job. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I have no appointments. Can you please help me? That's what I said. Okay. And the guy started laughing yeah, sure, like I'm crazy. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> and he said, uh, what do you need? You know, and how can I help you? He was really nice. Okay. I went to that guy over and over and over. And he sensed that. This is where the boldness comes in. And that guy actually started to help me. I developed a relationship with him. Slowly, he forwarded my resume to some other people. I explained how, you know, that yeah. elevated in the book. Yeah. But that's what I mean by boldly announcing your intentions. If you want to work for someone, James, you want to work mm-hmm. for this guy. You find the, a way where, in which you can stand out. You, you go to the office. You do something crazy that no one expects. And you boldly say it. You say it with confidence, with passion. People sense that right away. Just like that guy sensed it with, uh, at Qualcomm. So that's what I mostly, uh, that's what I mean. Like, so that's just one of the examples. Well, I'm going to give you an example. I just, this happened to me recently. Uh, yeah. Another example. I said I want to take my, because I'm a life, a certified life coach or anything. I said I want to take my, the stuff that I'm doing here and... Um, start speaking at colleges. I want to speak to students when they do orientations, like how to get organized, time management, productivity. I, I, I had a couple of just loose connections at UCLA and USC. I sent out, I sent out an email and just said, "Hey, it's me, James Odd Jr. at AfterBuzz." You know, blah blah. blah. And I said, "I would love to teach." I mean, and I said at first for free. I said, "I do the first one for free." Talk to your students about you know, orientation stuff. They got back to me and were like, that's a great, we never even thought, we never even thought of that. There you go. Perfect example. That's what I mean. You perfectly announced it boldly. No one expected that. No. <clears throat> so that's very, very I powerful. Got it. I got it. I got it. So, you got it. I got it. All right. You know, high Thank five you. For Thank that. you. I got it. I'm yeah. working on, I started September, but they were just like, we didn't even, we didn't even think about that. And that's a great idea. And yeah. school starts in August, but we'll have you come in September. And then we, we made a plan and stuff, other stuff's happening out of that. But it was like, again, I kind of said, I want this. I'm going to go for it and let somebody know. And you're right. All they can say is no, right? Yes. They say no, you go to someone else. Right. And that's where relentless comes I in. I like that. I like the relentless. Okay. So boldly announce it and be relentless. Sometimes it might not happen from the first time, second time, third time. I mean, I mentioned the story as well. I went through 55 different recruiters, one by one. I I drove these guys crazy. (laughs) I want a job at Qualcomm. I want a job at Qualcomm. I want a job at Qualcomm. 55. (laughs) 55 rejections. Number 56 gave me the yes, and that's it. But it took, took... a lot of persistence and being relentless over and over and right. over. It might not need 55 times. No, right, what you mean. You know, and you might get it at the second time, but you can never give up until it happens. Well, I, just, I just like the example of this period of just, of just persistence. And I like, I love, again, I love the word relentless. Just, just, you know what you want to do. You just keep going for it. And there's enough people in the world that that one person isn't the only way there. Yes. So just keep asking other people. That person, okay, next. Next, now you just keep, you keep going, or you find a different path, or, you, just, or you, just, you figure it out if you really want it. And that's when I was like, I really want this. There's certain things I was looking for, I was like, I really, that's not that important to me. So, eh, okay, whatever. But I really want that. 
and so then I and I can see it start to manifest in front of me. Yeah, and I can feel myself inside going, "Yes, I really want this." And you do get the confidence to start doing things like you just going walking up to a company and just saying, "Hi, <laughs> I'm from Jordan. Yeah. Give me a job." I mean, that's it's amazing. But you know, we hear shit like that all the time that it does work sometimes. Yes. The, the, the things that people do not expect, that's what works. You need to break out of the norm. And a great point that you mentioned is to keep changing your approach. If you, you know, don't get stuck in a singular approach, try different things. Uh, I, do, I do speaking engagements and I do a goal setting workshop. Yes. And a big part of it is I say when people set a goal, you know, you, first of all, you figure out the goal and the details, number one. Number two is the purpose of the goal. Yeah. And I give stories about how powerful, for example, for me, my purpose was to make my parents proud yeah. or when my father passed away. Um, I wanted to accomplish certain goals, how it drove me through uh, the difficult times, through the rejections, yes. et cetera. And finally, keep changing your approach and yeah. be relentless. That's the yeah. third step. Uh, you, be, you try different things. Yeah. You keep adapting until it works out. Because it's so true. And I, like I said, I, and I read your book. It's, it's so you talk, about, you talk about mindset. I believe mindset very heavily. Um, I have other colleagues who are like, well, did they come to you for the job? Like, no, I, I thought of it up. Um, and I went to them. You know, I mean, some people are used to just are, are trained to wait for things to happen to them. Oh no! You no. and I are not those kind of people. <laughs> I can tell you're not the kind of I'm not the kind of to wait. Wait. Yeah. Why oh, you gotta be kidding me? I'm gonna go for it ahead of time. I'm gonna wait for it to happen. I mean, come on. Yeah. And I can tell you the same way. So I mean, I just so I always teach my clients the same thing. I'm like, okay, don't just wait because it may never happen. It may never come to you. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you don't say nothing. A closed mouth does not get fed. <laughs> no, my mother says that all the time. It's so it's so true. I mean, because I mean, I, you know, part of it I think really is uh, people are afraid of fear. Fear, yeah, fear of the unknown. If uh, so many people say, "Well, what if it doesn't happen?" I go, "What if it does?" Like reverse it, right? Flip it. Well, what if I don't succeed? What if you do? Exactly. What about you get go. that job? What if you do get it? Like it's like. Why did, if you're already thinking the negative thing, why can't you think about the positive thing, right? Yes. Um, fear is there all of the time. I mean, I all of us experience oh, yeah. fear. Oh, yeah. My biggest experience with fear was actually my move to, to, uh, to the U.S. Sure. Right after graduation, this was before the Qualcomm story, yeah. um, I was on a vacation in New York City having a great time. So my father calls me up. And he has a long conversation of what I wanted to do for my future. And at the end of the conversation, he says, I think you should stay in the States and figure it out. There's a lot more opportunities and you can accomplish bigger things. I was on a two-week vacation and the last five days, uh, that day I made a decision to move to San Diego, a one-way ticket with just a vacation bag. I left everything behind. I was scared out of my mind. No plans whatsoever. And I was naive, honestly, but I was scared out of my mind and naive somehow. You're young. Exactly. When you're young, we do all kinds of stuff when we're young. (laughs) You experience different things. In a great way, though. I mean, there's times, I mean, because I'm older now, I know how to take risk is a little harder because you just know how it could be. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you're free. You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Why not? You and feel be like naive. Yeah, be naive. Why not? Why not? Think of the possibilities just, just like you said. And I only thought of the possibilities of me starting a, a new life. Yeah. Great things are going to happen. 
whatever happens, happens. But I'm only going to focus on, this is where the power of focus comes in. Focus on only the opportunities, you know, and keep programming your mind with with the great things that are going to happen. And that happens by reading books, by listening to audios, by listening to your show, you know. You phase out the negative stuff. And you you focus on the good things that you might have happen. Because it, it is scary. I mean, it is it is a little scary. And to try anything and to and to try to reach and reach a dream and a goal, it's it's very scary. But as we both can say, when you do reach that goal, there's no better feeling, right? There's no better feeling. It's the best feeling right. in the world. Right. There's nothing like it. And then you get hungry to achieve more. Yes. Yeah, it builds another drive. I always say, I'm always hungry, never thirsty. <laughs> exactly. Always, <laughs> always hungry. Always hungry, never thirsty, but always hungry. <laughs> always, I mean, and that, and that, and that is, and I want to say that this doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm not satisfied. I mean, yeah. I, I, I celebrate every victory. I celebrate every victory. I celebrate it. I love it. But it just means that there are things I want to accomplish. So I'm going to try to accomplish them now, too, because I did do this one. I can probably do that one, too. And I can probably do that one, too. And a lot of people know I do, like, ten different things. So, I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying things out. Yes. Because I want to. The things I want to – like, you said, I'm doing everything I want to do. And it's not like you're doing the same thing. You're, do, you're following what you set out to do. Exactly. And for you, for example, you started with a radio show, like a radio. Mm-hmm. And then you, you started your own show. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, you want to become a speaker, life coach. Mm-hmm. You always move on to new things. Yeah. The, the, the more – there's always going to be a new goal, new things for you to accomplish. But, yeah. How did it feel when you had this book in your hand or was done? It was like I was pregnant for <laughs> two, three two years. and a half yeah, years, years. <laughs> and I gave birth to a baby. <laughs> this is your baby. It's your baby. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. It was uh, a crazy, crazy journey yeah. Um, yeah. from A to Z. And... I hope I hope my my mentor for the book and I thank her from the bottom of my heart. She helped me turn this from a dream to a reality. Yeah. She coached me. She was my publishing coach. Her name is Bethany Kelly. Hey, Bethany. Hi, Bethany. Yes. She's local in San Diego. Yeah. Um, this is where coaches comes in. She coached me, and I fell off track so many times, oh, James. Really? Really? It was you? hard. Really, you? <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, many, many times I did not feel like writing. You get writer's oh, block. Oh, yeah, okay. Things happen in life, just like any goal. It's not yeah. a, it's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Up and down, up and down, yeah. up and down. This is where coaches come in. She kept me on track. I called her, Bethany, I just don't want to write this book anymore. She's was so Wasim. You can do this. I go see her. She she pumps me up. We get right on track. That's why I, a big part of, which is point four, to get coaches yeah. in every area of your life. They yes. keep you on track so you won't fall down. It's a tough I, journey. I have I have mentor coaches, so I do. Yes. I, do. I have people I talk to. I have a spiritual advisor. I have a mentor coach. I have people. It takes a village to raise me. <laughs> and I'm old. It takes, it takes a village to raise me every day. Trust me. My team is like, yeah. okay, James. Yeah. Well, yeah but I, I, believe, I believe in that. People who I admire. Oops. What's going on? Sorry. Live television. Uh, people that I admire who actually give me advice that's best for me. They, yes. they talk to me. They they invite me to see things a different way sometimes. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what you need sometimes. Because, again, we don't know everything. We know what we know. Yeah. But the, but the education never stops, right? Uh, when my father passed away, he was 88 years old. Oh, wow. The last week before he passed away, he told me, I'm, I'm 88 right now, and I'm still learning things. See? It never stops. It never stops. Education, 
growth. Mm-hmm. It's a never-ending process. That's true. Now, okay, since you were writing a book, of course, when you write a book, and I've written books, you're living in it, you're doing stuff. Have you read it since it's been finished? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> some, some people are like, no, I, once I put it, when I put it out there, bye. But you've actually read it, and are you happy with it? Yes. I mean, I am very grateful for yes. the people around me who helped me, you know, and I, I let, let a lot of people read it before, and I read it a lot of times. Yes. I edited it. The final version, maybe fifteen times. I don't know even more. But you, you tried to make it as perfect as yes, much as you yeah, can. Right. Um, but then getting the perspective of other people, and then yeah. when I read it at the end, I was like, I'm ready to release this to the world. I have to, you know. It's it's uh, it's done. Because because people like us, we keep it for like ten, five, ten, fifteen years. Just <laughs> yeah. one more paragraph. We just take that one paragraph. Like you, yeah. have to, you have to put it out there, and you can always write other books. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like, put it out there. You write another one. Okay. So explain the three-time gold medalist thing to me. Explain oh my God. That is that is a fun your, journey. Because your medals are on the book. So I want to tell me that. So my fitness uh, my fitness journey started when I was 17 years old. Um, in high school, I was short, <laughs> chubby. <laughs> one day, I decided to go to the gym. Okay. And I fell in love with it right away. I started with boxing. I love okay. Muhammad Ali. He's one of my biggest idols. Mine too, yes. I watched, I, uh, I, I've read his books. I watched yeah. him since I was a young kid. I started with boxing, started losing weight, and then I got into weightlifting. And that's where the, when the passion started. Oh, follow started. his Instagram. You'll see. He, got, he, has, a, he has a body underneath <laughs> there. Trust and believe. You, know, you do work out. You, you should have seen it before. <laughs> really? You, you were like you were big and buff yeah, like that? I was, no, I, I was... When I was a kid, I was chubby, but it was a working progress. Wow. And then one of my first mentors uh, I met in Jordan, I love him and he still follows, I still talk to him. Um, he's a very well-known coach over there. Okay. And when I wanted to take this more seriously is when I met him. He mentored me for four years. Every single day he pushed me and he, he planted the seeds. He told me, in the future, you're going to be a, become a champion one day. Oh, she's going to your Instagram. <laughs> no, because you you, there's a picture of you. I was like, it's, is that an eight-pack or something you have in there? <laughs> is, that, is that your mentor right there? This is one of my other mentors. No, which the, is, yes, so that one. This, this is Frank Zane. Okay. Frank Zane is one of the most famous bodybuilders in the world. Wow. Um, he he is one of the few people that beat Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, one of the wow. two people. Wow. This guy. And it is a crazy oh, here thing. Here's one. I was like, <laughs> I'm interviewing him today. I just, I just lost 20 pounds in the last few months. I'm really happy about somebody. But that's somebody who has dedication to fitness. And we're going to show it to you guys out there. It's, that's incredible. Congratulations. That's, that's great. That, I mean, that's some. But see, that takes dedication, though. That takes dedication. Motivation. I don't do you eat sugar ever. I mean, like, I mean, what, I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you do that? Well, this is the this is the the product of eleven years of work. Wow. I'm 28 now. I wow. started when I was 27. It's just 17, about 17, 17, 17 to yes. 28. Yes. So, so consistency. Yeah. And no, don't get me wrong. I fell off track again. You know, really? I, I gained weight. Sometimes I wasn't in the best shape. Really? Okay. Go back to my coaches. They put me right on track. But I mean, now it's summer. So I decided, okay, <laughs> let me get on back on track. It's beach season. I need, you know, I, I have to get back on track. You know, so. I have a hard, I know that picture is just too much for me. It's just crazy. Get away from me. <laughs> Thank you. Get away from me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm very proud of you. But Thank I mean, the thing is, it's, it's just, it's, you said consistency. Also, so three gold medal things. So we talk about that. So that yeah. was, and that's how, that's how you got started with the fitness. and let, go, Going back to that story. Yeah. So. 
it was a big passion of mine, and uh, I, I'm also a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So I decided at the end of 2015 to compete. Wow. I went to my first competition. I was pumped. I worked really hard, and I got last place, James. <laughs> 13th place. Oh, my goodness. So much for being a champion, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, dreams crushed. Yes. Uh, you know, it's failure. <laughs> like, it was a very, very intense situation. Yes. But, uh, no, like, I got back up and I committed. I, I said to myself, and at that time was the same time, which was when my father passed. And I made a promise for him yeah. and for myself that I will never stop, you know, until... I win. And so it was very deep for me, the meaning yeah. of winning. Yeah. So I got back up, went back to training, kept joining more and more competitions and slowly got wow. from last place to seventh to fourth, wow. etc. until I reached the U.S. Nationals is when I won the first gold medal, wow. Team USA Nationals. And then I went to the Olympia, which is just like the Olympics of yeah. fitness where I won yes, another. Yes, I that one, yes. Two gold medals, but it was a rough journey, James. It was rough. You're inspiring. I just, I just, I look at you and I'm just like, God, this man. Were you all, so were you this kind of kid? Too? Were you were always like go getter as a kid. Were you just like, I was driven? very competitive. <laughs> I, see, I, believe, I believe it. I believe it. I was, I was a competitive kid. I believe it. In the second, in the first or second second chapter, I mentioned the story yes. of how the competitiveness started with my cousin. Yes. We were just little yeah, kids, cousin, yes, uh, betting Pokemon cards yes. and marbles, <laughs> yes. you know. And I was, you know, willing to fall off the bike and right. scratch myself and give him fifty cards just to right. to win. Yes. I don't know how. I think I got it from both of my parents yes. because both of them. Um, worked really hard in their lives, and you know, then I was just uh, a part of a part of them. And slowly, when I yeah. matured, uh, I realized that I need to put this into use. You know, I made yes. many mistakes, as all of us yes. do, yeah. but we learn, we grow from mistakes. And then, when, when I put my energy and competitiveness into the right places, that's yeah. when I started to see results. It yeah. came with failure, don't get me wrong. Right, right. Right. But it, it works out. Well, I always say there really is never mm. failure. Yes. It's just that it's something didn't work out the way maybe you expected, but the lesson's still there, right? Lessons learned. Lessons learned. And failure is not a negative thing. Right. And I right. learned this from Bob Proctor. He said failure. Bob Proctor, yes. Failure is only considered bad when you stay down. If you, you get go. back up, it's a lesson learned. You change, you change directions, you change paths, and you keep going until you, you succeed. Wow. No, I, like that. I, like Bob, I like Bob Proctor also. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. He says some great things. I mean, I just, I, you, you just, you're just such an inspiring person. Thank you. And so what do you do like on your time off? <laughs> um, being in California, yes. I love the beach. Yes, I'm sure. Almost every weekend I go to the beach, uh, do beach activities, okay. even just lying down, getting a nice tan, <laughs> getting my, mo- my my mind off things. Yes, sure, yes. And honestly, I like to travel. I love traveling, okay. seeing new cultures, yeah. meeting oh, new yeah. people. I love that. And I, I always make time for traveling. Um, for example, I'm, I'm going to Spain this summer. Ooh, good. Well, yeah, to, to do a little Euro okay. trip. Yes. And just finding quality time with friends and family yeah. but staying active i it's it's the you can't just work all the time yeah i always find time to to do fun activities outdoors to keep my mind you know off of uh, so you suggest 
while you're trying to go for your goals and go for your dream, still have like, you know, time off, so to speak. Yes, yes. For yourself. And that that comes where enjoy the moment. Yeah. You know, I have that written down in my room yes. because I tend to forget. I think oh, most I of us do yeah, because you're yeah. just working towards something. Yes. But then you have your family, you have your friends, you have your kids. Mm-hmm. And being with them is very, very important. Yes. You can't just ignore them right. and keep working all the time. You'll just burn out and you'll end up not being very happy. Mm-hmm. So having time for fun, time for work, just they, there might not be a balance. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, yeah, you, know? you, can, you can always balance. You can always balance. It. Nobody's perfect. No. You might get. Nope. You might drift away with your work, or sometimes even having too much fun. You know, and that's fine. That's normal. We're humans. You yes, know, we are. No, we are. No, we are. You, I agree. you, uh, but always, always make time for fun. And there's a chapter about that. I know. I know. <laughs> there's a but chapter. That's why I want to say it out loud because I want people to realize that. Yeah, even though it's a daunting task sometimes, and you're and you're in it. And you're, like I said, I promote a lot, and I'm doing stuff, and stuff. But you need time to take off of your passion sometimes so that you can be reinvigorated with your passion. Yes. You have to leave it a little bit and like see something else. And I, I love travel too. I love going all over the place and traveling and, and just being kind of thrown somewhere and having to deal with this fence myself. I love that. Yeah. I, I actually also learned it from one of the speakers. He said, uh, if you feel like you need a vacation, Take a really long one. <laughs> Don't make it five days. Make it up to a month. Yeah. Make it to the point where you're excited to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like and that. sometimes we all need that you, yes. to, to get back, you know, to oh, refresh, yes. refresh. Boom. You're I, took, I took three months off a few years ago, so I understand that. And that was a great vacation. It was. I, I, was, I was to Canada. I, went yeah. to, I had a great time. But no, I took three months off. I said, I need a break from just... All things that I do, and it was one of the best things I could have done for myself. Exactly, I completely. And that's agree perfect. With it. I could talk to you forever. Um, so <laughs> I so okay. So I ask my guests the same two questions. I never people at home. Those I never prompt them. Yeah. Beforehand, and I've asked this question 115 times before, 19 times before. So okay, Wasim. Yes. What word or phrase should we not say anymore? I don't feel like it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've heard that one on my show. Explain. Let me explain. When you set a goal, many times you won't feel like doing the work. Oh, okay. If you want to wake up early, who likes to wake up at 6 a.m.? Yeah. I don't think everyone. Yeah. But don't say, I feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. If you need to record three hours of your sessions in the studio, don't say, I don't feel like it, and not do it. It's, it's natural to say, I don't feel like it, and then you, can, you might procrastinate and leave it for another day. So for me, I even have this written down. Never, ever say, I don't feel like it. Always do it. Do it no matter what yeah. happens. I mean, this is uh, the right things, of course. Right, 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 your right. goals and all of right. that. That's, yeah. that's a major that's phrase. It's a new one. In two and a half years, it's a new one. I like that. <laughs> yes. Now, here's the opposite. Okay. What word or phrase should we say more of? More of? Mm-hmm. Never give up. Okay. Never, ever I've heard give that up. I haven't heard my show either. Okay, I like that. Never give up. And you keep saying that to yourself. When I'm in the gym and I feel... I can't, I'm, I can't push through past that 12th, 11th, 15th rep. I'd say it, I say it to myself, never give up, never give up, never give up. And 
it it mentally it motivates me and I slowly start getting back to it. And I love that phrase. I learned it actually from Les Brown as well. Oh, he yeah. says he always says never give up, never give up, never give up and I have a lot of the, a lot of these phrases in my book as well talking about that. Well, today I I you're my fifth interview today. <laughs> yes. And I'm ending it today on with you and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> Thank you, you are you're my new brother in arms. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are, I, I I'm expecting some great thing more great things from you. Do you have Thank any things you. that are kind of coming down when you you graduate you have the book out or, or what are some things you want to accomplish? We say it out loud, make the intention known. What are some things you want to accomplish? Uh, this happened 2 days ago actually. Okay. I just launched an online course okay which is a, a program that helps uh, graduating students and young professionals to get their dream job very good yes you're uh, paying it forward you're uh, giving it back everything that i learned from my own experience yeah. and from joining the the start art the incubator at ucsd mm-hmm. i did a lot of research about it and put put everything into this nice package it's a step by step program that helps um, helps students especially graduating people the statistics show actually that five, almost five and a half million students graduate every year, and eighty-five percent do not have a job lined yeah. up upon graduation. That's crazy. This is where I saw an opportunity to to give back and help them, and I created this program. It's now live, and um, well, tell on, folks where they can find it if they, if they want to do it. It's uh, all of the information is on my website, wasimthedream.com. Uh, I have my book information and the online course information. It is now live. And um, I'm doing speaking engagements around San Diego and some here in L.A. Yeah. where I talk about uh, goal setting, do goal setting workshop, and uh, also how to find your dream job. Another That's another workshop. Yeah. And all of that information is on the website. Uh, if people are they want to know more about it, they can go on there and learn. I will put his website, Why Seem the Dream, on our Breaking Entry page on Facebook. So you can just click there and, and go from there. Make it, just make it easy for people. <laughs> make it yeah. easy for you guys to find it. They should be talking to him. You need help <laughs> easy talking to him. You're listening to him. Yes. It was great stuff. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And the, the, the last thing that I want to add is, is the book is available on, uh, on Amazon. If you uh, if you go on Amazon search Wasim the Dream you can find it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it hit the number one bestseller list. Yes. I'm very fortunate that yes. pe- many people supported it and just share. Um, uh, they uh, they really found fa- fa- found value of it from it. And then there's the course as well. Yeah. I found value from it, so I think it's it's, it's great. Thank so. you. I appreciate. Not it. surprised or what? Because Justin, <laughs> you you're somebody I can see you're going to be doing more and more stuff thank like you so much right. that's a great picture of you too very, I appreciate it well I've seen the dream the book is out thank make you make sure you get it go to Amazon go anywhere you find fine books um, and of course his page will be on my Facebook page it's Breaking Into so go ahead and like that page and follow go ahead and follow us on iTunes SoundCloud and YouTube under Breaking Into Black Hollywood Live well I've seen the dream is the title of this episode so you can find it there you can and share with everybody who needs to hear this <laughs> share it share it share it people who need some motivation to get their dreams and the realities and I want all of you to be doing the work that you you want to be doing. That is my hope for you. When I do these shows, I give you people who are doing what they like to do, give you examples, because you can do it. I'm James Lodge Jr. You can follow me all James Lodge Jr. sold at James Lodge Jr. on all social media platforms, and I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. 
and I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.